What's up, airheads? Welcome back to Putting On Airs. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast about all fancy things uh, uh, provided to you by two men who are not fancy. Hello, the, Trey. The two least fancy people on planet Earth. What Hello, is that Corey. accent I just did? Just, I think, just drunk. A duke. Just a, a drunk duke. Hello. Yeah. That's always like my uh, go. Yeah. 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 Bring me. It just sounds. Yeah, you don't even have to say words. It's just like. I would definitely be able to know if someone was British by the way they came. Yeah. By Joe. Bring in yeah. someone to clean this. Yeah, by Joe. By Joe. <laughs> is it Joe? By Joe. Jove. By Jove. I, and I think. What does that mean? I believe it's coming off the dome, but I believe that Jove is like a. It's Jovial? like a, It's like a Greek god reference. Like I think the the a lot of there's like Jovian planets, the gas uh-huh. planets that are named after Greek gods and stuff. Because I think it's like. Uh, I think it has something to do with the Greek pantheon. Okay, I think. How do so? It's like uh, it's like God, but to the Greeks. So is it? Yeah, look at that. A lot look. of British people say "by Jove." It was a way to say "my God" or "good God" without, without blaspheming the Christian God. That's always Fucking, been. I kind of nailed you that. Did, you did, but that's always been so interesting to me. That like they go, it's a way to do it without blaspheming the Christian God. Because like he wouldn't know. That insinuates right. that you think you, he's an idiot. You can trick him. Yeah, like right. I remember when when right. I was a kid and that people would go, uh, they would say, "God dang it!" They're like, "Oh, mm-hmm. you don't say God damn it, say God dang it." Because I'm like, dude, it, first off, it's the God part, right? That's the bad part. Like, well, damn, like, don't well, mean well, nothing well, to even him. Even like, even like, dag gummit, I right. think is supposed to be another version of right. God damn it. That's like right. okay to say, but the same logic like still you applies. Understand. It's like saying like shoot God's instead a of bureaucrat, sh- right? Or something. He says like, mm, you got me there. Yeah, yeah, like that doesn't actually. You know what? Now that I'm saying that, I think Caleb Sinan has a bit that's exactly this. He probably does. It sounds like a Caleb bit. Everybody check out Caleb Sinan, our buddy, very yeah. funny comedian. Yeah, yeah, yeah that sounds sure. like some shit, Caleb. Would do, yeah. And I mean that because it's funny, of, of course, it's yeah, funny yeah. and smart. <laughs> but, but yeah, that's always like my go-to. Hey, welcome to pushing on that. Like if I was to do like some sort of drunk British person, but I don't ever, I don't know that that's even a. Also, as far as Greek gods and stuff go, how'd they feel about that? Like back that, like you, you say that this were these were things that British people said. Like, like I think. There was just again, they had a fascination with any kind of. I was going like, to say, wasn't that their savage? Muslims? But like their yeah, Muslims right. were their Muslims. Sure, but like, yeah, well, no, the, the yeah, they fought the Crusades against the Muslims. Muslims definitely I did can't, not hit for. I them. can't wait to do that episode. By the, the way, the Crusades. Yeah, we'll get into it. But they had a like, they just had a fascination with any kind of like uncivilized savagery, right? Which. This is not my classification. It's right. theirs, which I think carried over into like ancient Greece and stuff like that. Although actually, that's not true because that, because they were they were considered like I think they looked up to them. Do you know what I mean? Like these were because the, these they were, were the, the first, first people, conquerors. These were these yes. were the first people to be civilized. Right. These were the people who invented civilization. Right. And now we carry on civilization. Right. And so we look up to them. Like they looked and up we to. We celebrate their pantheon and right. everything. Like they looked up to the Rome the same way that like Belichick and the Patriots looked up to like the Steelers and and like right. the Raiders and, and to, shit like yeah, that. To Walsh and all those guys. Right. Yeah. Okay. Fucking yeah, Newt Rockney and them. Yeah. yeah that makes I sense. I think so. Uh, 
All right, so we've got some fun stuff for you today. We're going to talk about an area in which fancy people culture and trash people culture overlaps, which is... Kind of the theme of this show. That's right. Wine. We both like wine. This is the Venn diagrams coming together. Wine heads for both of us, although in very different ways. We will talk about that. Also, Professor Cho will be informing us all about the legacy of one Giacomo. Giacomo. Casanova. Casanova. Everybody knows Casanova. Which every time I hear that, it's like, Giacomo Finane. That's what I always think of. I I don't even know what those words mean. Uh, My grandma grandma put (laughs) on the beans. My grandma told your grandma, I'm going to set your flag on fire. Talking about Hena, Hena, Hena. Aiko, Aiko, Ane. Giacomo Fina, Bambonchi. I don't know. Giacomo Fina. Yeah. Talking about Hena. Hena. We are fending so It's got to be. Dude, it's got but, to but be. But the only reason I even bring it up is because I never knew his first name. Like, I would, because Casanova's like Cher or Prince. Like, you just yeah. know Casanova. And in doing my research, like, I saw his first name and I was like, God damn. Oh, here we go. My grandma, when your grandma was sitting I'm going to set your flag fu- on fire. I nailed yeah, that. You're right. Too. Talking about see, hey now. See, Giacomo, and I'm not saying. This is funny. We kind of were nailing these lyrics. We really were. <laughs> like we thought we were just like phonetically saying racist words yeah. or something. But no, it was kind of kind of these lyrics. But I don't think that Giacomo. I, it's Wait, got, it, by the way, if it's racist to enjoy art the way it was meant to be enjoyed, you would hate to hear me sing Dr. Dre. But for still, sure. But Giacomo Giacomo Casanova is spelled G I A C A M O. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It may source from the same Giacomo as this. Song. Maybe, but no my idea. point is, is that I never way. literally thought about whatever his first name was. And when I read it the first time, I was like, I don't know about that. And then, of course, like watching some documentaries on the guy. Oh yeah, because if you look at his name spelled Giacomo, Giacomo, Giacomo. But then I know it was Giacomo, and I was like, Giacomo Casanova, that's a great name. And then as soon as I said it out loud, I was like, Giacomo Fina, eh, eh, eh. And then, about Edna. 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 Yeah, which, again, yeah, I've well, never even just, thought about being racist, but it is when you kind of put on that Jamaican. Yeah, the or, Creole. I think it's like a Cre- Creole deal. Oh, well, that's fine. Is it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was a victory chant that the Indians would shout. All right. Uh, yep. Yep. Mardi, Mardi Gras, Mardi, yeah, I said Creole. It's a, it's a New Orleans thing. Okay, well, that here's a, that's what I thought. By the Dixie Cups, yeah, not originally. Of course Can't not. Be. Yeah, yeah no, that's that okay. Chalk, chalk that up to things that maybe they sound racist but aren't, yeah. or things that maybe that aren't racist but sound that way. I don't know, but like. Only as I was saying it did I go, this might be some bad stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the intent was fine. You know what yeah. I mean? Okay, so. Before we get to all that, I wanted to ask you about uh, trendsetters, following trends. I feel like we tend to think about... Well, I mean, I have a lot to say about this. Well, I fancy, consider myself an icon. Well, fancy people set a lot of trends. People look at fancy people and they do the same thing they do because they want to say fancy. Well, if they're doing it... Then it must be the thing to do. Yeah, I mean, and how many people didn't have the Jennifer Aniston haircut in 2001? Exactly. Yeah. And apparently that's a very long-standing tradition goes back a long, I say very long standing, I'm not only going back 200 years here or whatever, but hey, in America, 200 years is a long time, and I'm sure it goes back I mean, that's a most of it, right? Sure How it old go, are we? I'm sure it goes, I, right, yeah, 200 and some odd, who yeah. knows, whatever, 1776 minus today. We don't act a day over 12, I promise you that. Right, we're number dumb, but however that works out. Anyway, this isn't that long ago, but I'm sure human beings have been doing it for a lot longer than that, but you know, in Victorian England, when they were doing all kinds of wild shit, there was a... 
trendsetters were real big back then too. And there was a, a woman named uh, Alexandra of the Dutch or something, yeah. something like something like that. If it wasn't, it should be. I, I, I'm 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 uh, I'm getting that wrong. It's Alexandra of something. In the 19th century, she was married to the Prince of Wales. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so she was looked up to as like she was like the uh, the Lady Gaga of her time, except without any of the actual talent or what. She wasn't making hit records or nothing. I don't know. She might have hit at some other shit. Sure. She hit real hard at wearing goose feathers and standing in a fucking square, right? And I could have uh, done that. Yeah, right. And but either way, everything she did, people copied. Right or other women's copy because that was like that's what you do. That's the th- it's like Jennifer right. Aniston and her haircut. So she wore like these chokers around her neck because she had scars on. You her just neck. described Bjork though, not not Jennifer Aniston. Well, I said ghost feather because yeah. everything back then was ghost. <laughs> yeah, it was no, to it us. Was. No, was. Everything back then was ghost. But like <laughs> no, it was, yeah, like Jennifer Aniston. So like she had like choke. She wore chokers around her neck and. To, but she wanted to hide scars she had, but other people would wear cho- those same chokers because that's like the thing to do. Wait, like scars she had from like just like birth, or was this like there she is? It's like when a woman gets choked by a man and she wears a turtleneck. Like it was it that situation? I'm not trying to get grim. I'm just saying like that shit went. Alexandra on. of Denmark. Uh, I don't know. All it says is she wore it to conceal a scar on her neck. But then it got it, it got taken to... It's so wild to think about these people in, like, 1867. And the only reason I say that is because, like, we had, you know, Abraham Lincoln it was three years dead by then. And, like, when I think about these type of people, it's always like, that's even further removed from, like, the Civil War. You know what I'm saying? But, like, they were still really doing it. Yeah, absolutely. And it's also wild because, like, they didn't have... Like Cosmo or nowadays Instagram or right. whatever. I guess they had they had drawings. Know. They had like zines. Draw yeah, they yeah, had, they yeah. did they definitely had like pamphlets. Pamphlets. So it went to pretty some pretty far extremes with this particular lady, Alexandra of Denmark. She got rheumatic fever with left hair with an unfortunate and very pronounced limp. So she has a disability now. She can't walk right, and yeah. she's limping. And all these other ladies of high society started limping after that on purpose. Right. Not only did they start limping on purpose, the uh, fashionistas of the time caught up with their trends and started. people started making special shoes. Like they were off a little bit? Yes. Or something they, like that? They started making special shoes with like one high heel yeah. and one low to force a lady's limp so that they could uh, I didn't affect re- the very popular Alexandra Limp, it was called. You Alexandra know, of Denmark, who limped because of a terrible thing that happened to her. I can't. They t- wore mismatching shoes so they would appear to have the same I limp never as knew she this. Did. I haven't given my wife enough credit for being a fashionista because every now and then going to brunch, she wears two different shoes. <laughs> you know? And I didn't know she was making some sort of like highfalutin choice. But yeah, all the time. I can't tell you how many times Which my wife. Is, well, again, we still do this shit to die. I mean, hell, like the, the pimp lamp, I feel like that's the a thing. seawalk. Yeah. yeah. People do this type of thing even now, but I think that, like, I feel like now if somebody got hit by a bus and broke their leg, even if it was a Kardashian, I don't know if people would start 
faking a broken leg, but they do. Well, I think that designer glasses are a thing. Like some people wear glasses. Buddy, some people, tell me about some it. Some people I wear know. glasses that don't need glasses. And that's always and all, really upset me I know, but someone whose eyes are horrendous right, but and like, do not work. Literally, all that is, I would say that like is because, you know, rich people, People look good in glasses, or fancy people wore glasses, and they were like, "Oh, that looks prestigious. That looks yeah, whatever. makes you look smart. Makes you look smart." Which, like, I, I, somebody had a bit at one point about how, like, it's the only like when when people you know wear glasses just to look like nobody would do that with hearing aids. <laughs> nobody would just start walking around with crutches. But like these people doing I, the limps, like that's kind of similar. I used to have a bit about when, when I first got started doing stand up. I used to have a bit about that with, and I've said like. Uh, wheelchairs, like yeah. if I if I rolled up on stage in a wheelchair with like some twenty inch rims on right. it or whatever, but I could walk, that would be kind of fucked up. But y'all can just wear glasses like this, and it's fine, you know. Um, but yeah, but that goes back for forever. People used to like, and I think they would have like other fashionistas would have moles. Oh, yeah. there it is. Look at that pimp walk, pimp walking, sea walking, all that good stuff. Just whatever do to make you look. Yeah, see. See, that's all that all comes from high society, but as, which I've always but maintained. But did that originate with, you know, uh, scabies or something? Because otherwise, it's not exactly the same thing. <laughs> Again, a restless lady, leg or something like Yeah. This lady had a uh, an unfortunate calamity thrusted upon her. Right. And but, then. But made it work. And then people. Yeah, well, apparently. <laughs> right. I'm sure to her. Oh, it didn't it, hit. It was just horrific. She was like, why don't y'all just fucking walk? Well, other like, people y'all saw walk. her and were like, oh, she's really making it work. And so then they just started to do it. I think it's like moles or beauty marks and right. stuff that people would fake and put on their faces too. Because Marie Antoinette same, had one. Same type of. Yeah. Same actually, type I think of thing. it was Marie Antoinette that actually like had that. And so people started like getting whatever their mascara so, was back so then. It's an example of like we have these base tendencies yeah. as a species, right? To copy the fancy. Yeah. And like. The internet and social media and everything just plays Exacerbates fully into sure. those and just brings out the worst elements of ourselves. You know For what sure. I mean? And it's like nowadays, like like you said, like back then, how did this stuff get out? And it was like it was in pamphlets and just like stories because like I do know that back in those days, there were people who, because you would never actually physically see some of these famous people you would never you would just see drawings of them they were people whose entire career was that they looked a lot like this person and they would just like go out and scam people and shit like that which like nowadays i guess would be like celebrity impersonators that right. you have come which to your birthday thing. which is you a thing Vegas or whatever but it's back then like you would hear stories of like some like people would just come up on the street and go like are you Anne boleyn and somebody that was smart would just be like yeah, you want to buy me a horse? You know, <laughs> I'll be ambling for a day. But like, yeah, now like they promote themselves and put themselves on social media. But back then, like, it just kind of like it was like a word of mouth thing that got out. And at some point, because if that happened nowadays, if Kim Kardashian, like you said, just got hit by a bus and started limping. Everybody would be like, oh, she got hit by a bus, so she limps. That don't hit. I hope she gets better. But back then, they would just see someone walking like that and go, oh, shit, I didn't know we were supposed to be doing that. Right. All right, sure. Yeah, I mean, no, yeah, you're right. They didn't – that's a good point. They didn't know back, the backstory. They didn't know she got rheumatic fever right. or whatever. They just saw her So they saw like her that. walking all funny, and they were like, 
That's what's that's up. That's the way to walk that's now. That's what's up. Yeah, that's how people walk. That's actually a really good point. Yeah. You're right. You're it right. Because, yes, nowadays everyone would know. And they wouldn't do it. Right. Like, they wouldn't just start doing that. Right. They might go like, oh, I should get hit by a bus too. But, like, they wouldn't just start walking like that. That was also, by the way, on this theme, getting gout was that. Same thing. People would purposefully get gout. Once they found out, like... Is it because you get gout from eating things that hit and drinking things that hit for a long time? Yes. So it was like a symbol of, yes. oh, I hit. Yes. I have the means to, to do hit. the thing that causes which, this ailment. Which, so by the now way. now you know that I hit. And also, would you know? Would you like to know what someone, if they didn't actually have gout, would do to pretend that they have gout? They would limp. Right. So, so there was probably thing. a bunch of dudes limping and people were just like, oh shit, I bet he's got gout. Because that was like, once Which they mean, found that out. That guy's eating a lot of shellfish it was, I mean, it's called steak the steak and it's, whatever. It's called the rich man's disease for that reason. And it's just like, me and my granny used to have this conversation all the time because my granny was like, my granny came up during the depression and shit. And dietary, like the way that people look nowadays is completely opposite of how they look then. Like back in my granny's day, if you was a big old fat motherfucker, you were wealthy. You were wealthy, and now it's it's poor, dumb people. Exactly, like rich people are fit because they can have pelotons and like all that shit. But like I, I remember me and granny having this conversation when I ballooned up for the first time and got super fat. She was just good like, for you. Oh, dude, she, my baby's healthy. She like the fatter I got, the better I look. She was like, yeah. Well, she, to be fair, I think that's, just that's how most grandmas. Yeah, it is. Again, now the, yeah, again, it, you're not fat. You're just healthy, right? It you're is well fed. But I had to explain to her. I was like, Granny, back in your day, if you saw somebody like me, you're like, he can afford to take care of me. But that like, guy owns a railroad. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but nowadays, it just means like I. Eat double cheeseburgers every day. Right. And Which are a dollar. A do- exactly. <laughs> right. But yeah, yeah, back then, like when they found out that like dudes like Henry VIII were getting gout and how you got gout, which was like, you know, foods high in uric acid. I don't know if they like knew exactly that back then, but they were just like, oh, all the rich people have it. Therefore, we should get that because if we tell a girl that we got gout, I mean, that's all we got to do. And it's like, okay, but then they're going to get with you so and realize Show, that you like, don't hit. Showing some... Sexy lady at a bar, your fat, yeah. malformed foot, foot your swollen red yeah. foot. Yeah. It's like, what do you think about that? And what do you, she, yeah, what do, you do for a living? I don't know. Check out yeah, my cloven yeah. hoof. What's, yeah, right. What's that say to you? <laughs> yeah. And she's just like, ooh. Ooh, it stank. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but like, that's for real, man. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. that is legitimately for real. And like, I think that falls under that same category. Yes. This year, it's time to get off the couch and get back into the bedroom, and Blue Chew can help. Y'all, we know that confidence can take you pretty far in life, and when you feel confident, you're at your best, especially when it comes time to getting down in the bedroom, stepping up to the plate. Time to lay some wood, and that's where Blue Chew comes in. Tell them about it, Trey. That's right. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime you want, day or night, so you can plan ahead or just be ready whenever an opportunity arises, if you know what we mean. The process is simple. Go to bluechew.com, sign up, consult with a licensed medical provider there, and once you're approved, you'll get your prescription within days. Everything's done on the internet. You ain't got to go to the doctor's office. You ain't got to wait in line at the pharmacy. They bring it straight to your door. In the uh, 
in a discreet package, which all hits. Yes, it does. That is our favorite day of the month. My wife gets so excited. She peeks out the blinds like a little meemaw trying to see if the little boy cutting her yard's doing a good enough job. Oh my God, the postman's here. I know it's blue chew day. Boing, yoing, yoing, yoing. My man's getting him a new wiener. So if you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, blue chew can help. We've got a special deal for our listeners. Try blue chew for free. F-R-E-E, free. When you use our promo code POA at checkout. All you got to do is pay $5 shipping. Best $5 you'll ever spend. That's bluechew.com, promo code POA to receive your first month for free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. That's right, Blue Chew. Get you a new wainer. Mm. Well, on a somewhat related note, I wanted to talk about an area where uh, rednecks and Fancy people overlap, and that's wine. Mm, which is another way that you can get gout. For, exactly. For sure. Yes, it's definitely fancy people shit, but it's also white trash shit for sure. We The way and, that me and you do it. And, well, and everyone we know does right. it. Like, we drink our wine from a box. Yeah. Typically, you and I, especially, we're particular trash because we pour our wine from a box over ice. Yeah. Which even other trash are like, right. well, what are you doing? Yeah. Don't you know how fancy people do it? It yeah. ain't that. Yeah, right. But but it just hits harder. It's, I just like a cold drink. Man. I let me tell you I like a goddamn cold drink. And I, that's a thing that like, especially where we're from. Like a cold, I was, dude, I was texting my, my brother-in-law the other day and I was hung over as shit. And cause me and him share this. I was like, dude, is there anything in the world better than when you're hung over, but you wake up and you're like, okay, I got it in me to get to the store and you get that first cold drink. You know what I'm saying? Like a cold drink. I don't want to drink. You want a cold that drink. That is warm. Like the only drink. Drinks that are warm don't hit. No, like coffee. Well, I mean, you uh, right. but, but like, But I have to be in a particular mood for that. But I'll tell you this. All this summer, I drink coffee. It's iced as a son of a bitch. And also all my tea is iced. I enjoy a warm tea. But like during the summer and shit like that, miss me with that shit. And also miss me with like warm red wine. Like I'll puke that shit up, dude. Right, so maybe it's because we're not just trash, we're trash from the South where it's hot all the time and people, you want to be refreshed. You don't want to, I guess people up in the fucking great white North where the fucking clouds are trying to murder you with right. cold fury every goddamn day. Yeah. Want to be warmed up with a fucking hot cup of coffee or chowder or whatever the fuck they're doing up there. But like... Where we come from, drinks are for refreshment. Yes. You want to be refreshed. Yeah. So you want a cold drink. And I just have always been a cold drink type of motherfucker. Me too. So when I got into boozing. And also drinks that taste good. Right. See, but that's the thing. You say drinks that taste good. Yeah. And I agree with you. Like, that's our whole thing is like, yeah. oh, this wine, it don't taste good unless it's a cold drink. Right. I always but think not about everybody. It. They don't fit. They, no. Matter of fact, most people feel the opposite of that. I know. They're, and of course, we're talking about red wine here, particularly. But I always like, go back to the episode of Seinfeld where they're going to a dinner party and George, they're at like a liquor store trying to pick up stuff to get there. And of course, George, being the cheap motherfucker that he is, like he puts up a bottle of Pepsi on the thing and they're like, George, really? Pepsi? And he's like, what? And they're like, you bring wine. He goes, you na name a scenario to me where. 
red wine tastes better than Pepsi. Yeah. Oh, wait. And it's like, he's right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Pepsi right. does taste way better, but right, that's not but, the point. But red wine's just a fancy thing. Right. So, like, yeah, and it is very much a fancy people thing. But, see, that here's, here's what I have determined in my limited research on the subject. The thing that makes— This podcast could be called Limited Research. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, a few minutes of googling <laughs> has led me to believe has led me to believe that that's the key difference is it's actually not about oh what oh what tastes better. Pepsi tastes better, sure, but they don't care because right. there's no tannins in it. They don't even a lot of times they don't even drink it. Right. Like that's what's wild that we it's don't even Bitcoin. Th- that's we don't even it's an investment thing. Yeah. It's like art. It's like a beautiful painting, like the painting we have here, worth hundreds of thousands of dollars, this painting. Easily. And easily. And they uh but they these people buy the super high end wines are not bought to be drunk. Right. They're bought as like investment strategies because they appreciate and value and you can resell them later. Hundreds of thousands of dollars. But like, but here's where I'm at on that. Because I'm trash. I'm sure you feel the same way. But I like, to me, that defeats the entire purpose I, of wine. I know. Like, even if I was a rich-ass... painting. Even if I was a rich-ass <laughs> motherfucker who could spend that amount of money on wine, if I bought a $150,000 bottle of wine... It. I want to drink that shit. And I promise you I'm, I would. Which right, is why I'm buying I would, it to dry, I'm buying it yeah. to fucking flat floss on people and be yeah. like, yeah, it's a $150,000 b- bottle of wine that yeah. we're all drinking right now and everybody be choking on it because it's like Thomas Ugh. Jefferson's wine <laughs> right. or whatever and so it ruined fucking 75 years ago. But I It don't, does ruin though? Eventually it does. Because that's, like, that's supposed to you know, there's like, things age like a fine wine. I know. You know? It, well, apparently, there's like a middle ground for it. There is a middle ground. Eventually it goes bad, but there's bot- there's like still sealed bottles of wine from Thomas Jefferson Cellar, actually. I didn't say his name for no reason, that are like hunt quarter million dollars or more on the market from Thomas Jefferson Cellar just because they're Thomas Jefferson bottles of wine. And right. like I I, I do did, get I that. Did, for sure. I get that too. But the fact, again, I guess it's just my trash brain. But the fact that it's wine we're talking about. If I was the fucking son of a Saudi oil sheik or whatever, and I bought a bottle of Thomas Jefferson wine, I would want to pour it over some hose titties or of something. Course. You know what I mean? Like and I would like want keep to keep the some, bottle. I would want to do some wine shit yeah, with keep it. Keep the bottle. Like this was Thomas Jefferson's bottle that he put it in. But like, yeah. Keep, you know I what? don't get just having it just to look at and talk about. It. I don't understand that, but they do it all the time. They love it. Um, I, what 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 you did? I'm now understanding that I'm equal amounts dumb because, I mean, this isn't the same thing. It didn't cost one hundred fifty thousand dollars. Would you have a Star Wars toy or something in the plastic? No, I have like like six John Smoltz Coke bottles. That the Coke's still in. Dude, I don't know. Coke just saying ain't like, the same thing, I don't think. Because I feel like the whole... I'm just saying I'm I didn't trying drink to let, them. I'm trying to let you off the hook. No one acts like Coca-Cola gets better the longer it sits in That's a bottle. That's true. The whole thing with But Coca- I didn't do some the Coca-Cola whole, shit The whole with thing it. with Coca-Cola is supposed to be that it tastes the same. You know? That's why right. it's a powerful brand. Right. So, like, you got a John Smoltz bottle of Coca-Cola or whatever... Ostensibly, it should taste the same 
as any bottle of Coca-Cola because right. that's the consistency of the branding right. or whatever. But with wine, it ain't like that. Right. It's supposed to hit harder. The older it is and the richer the motherfucker that bottled it or whatever. Right. It's supposed to ostensibly make it hit harder, which is what makes it different. Also, it gets you drunk. Coke don't get you drunk. Right, you know exactly. What I mean? You ain't doing that, some hoe shit drinking right. Coke. Like, I just don't, you, I don't understand. <laughs> Also, like you said, just buy a painting. If you have that money and you can put it into antiquities or whatever, well, just do that. Things that you're not expected to drink. But I don't understand pouring that money into something that could get you drunk, that you could pour over some hose titties if you wanted to, and then not doing none of that. I don't I don't get that. But that's, that's also, what but that's what they do with this real high end shit. That's also another like example of like there's just this group of people who determine what things are worth and everybody else just agrees upon that. Wine is wine is one of the most egregious examples of what you're talking about in the entire Western world. Right. There's like pretty much, other than, ex like I said, there's Thomas Jefferson bottles of wine that are worth a quarter of a million dollars, and there are. There's an obvious reason and for, for the that. record, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to lie to you. Hypothetically, let's say... I became a comedy superstar, okay? Hypothetically, it's going to happen. But hypothetically, I did that, and I become one of them, like, and I don't think, that, I don't know that these people exist anymore in the comedy world where, like, Will Ferrell was getting, like, $20 million a movie to do some shit. Yeah. And I was getting all that, and I literally had the most superfluous amount of cash in the entire world, and I could do whatever the fuck I wanted. And I've already got my house paid off, and I'm taking care of my family, and everything's fine. And then I'm already drunk, and I'm hanging out with some people, and I go, hey... Here's this goddamn bottle of Thomas Jefferson wine. It's five hundred thousand dollars, and I know that I can afford it. I think I, I, I know me. I would buy it, but you know the fucking first thing I would do, I would call you, right? And I would go. I think this is about to be disgusting, but, but we're, we're about drink to do this, this. Shit, of and course. I'll keep the bottle, and we'll that's film it, and it'll be right. hilarious. But like, of course, I'm drinking that right. shit, right, dude? That's. That's my whole thing. I yeah. agree. Every word you just said. Because none I of it makes sense completely. to me otherwise. I know. Exactly. Buy I don't a goddamn boat. But obviously, right. There are other things you can spend that same amount of money on that don't get you drunk. Right. With wine, I don't understand the point otherwise. But I was saying, like, with Thomas Jefferson wine, I get it. It's from a founding you father's there's like, wine. There's cellar. like, this is one of Dale Earnhardt's Percocets. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. We should start that. <laughs> Be uh, sommeliers, but for pills. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, but, but that, you don't take it. But that's what you're right. Yeah. Why would you sell, try to sell any <laughs> pill patron on that? <laughs> right. I don't care how rich they no. are. Yeah. No. Fuck. I don't care if this was Jesus's Percocets. No. I'm taking, taking it. it right the fuck now. Right. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> but so I'm saying I get like Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> Bottles of wine. Okay, it was a found. It came from a founding father's wine cellar. That is cool. I get. I get the historical impact of that. But I'm saying there are other more expensive bottles of wine that are pretty much, as far as I can tell, only that expensive because someone people said, people fucking they whoever Banksy's the, people determined yeah. that it was. Yeah. And the most expensive bottle of wine on planet Earth is from a winery in California, and it's from like the 1990s, and it's called Screaming Eagle, 
Which sounds what? like some anti-mass Trump Panama shit. City Beach. Yes, the Majestics. That's what I'm saying. Oh, wow. So how did that happen? Because the powers that be, the wine powers that be, determined that those grapes were grown under the right sun and the right fucking springtime or whatever and makes them worth that amount. And here's what's even more fucked up about that is that there have been multiple studies that have proven that People the best wine palates on planet Earth, the number one French-ass wine critic on planet Earth, you blindfold them and give them some Franzia and some Screaming Eagle, yeah. they do not know the difference. Yeah. It's been proven time and time again. They cannot tell the fucking difference. Maybe they could tell the difference between Franzia and Screaming Eagle. I don't know, but they cannot adequately discern the difference between multi-hundred-thousand-dollar bottles of wine and something that you get at the CVS. And we know that to be true. Right. And so, like, it's all Everyone just fake. Everyone knows that to be true. It's like, all just fake. I actually have a story about that. This girl I used to date uh, who uh, loved her and her father, rest in peace, loved him. They're the ones that actually got me to drinking wine. Like, I'd never been a wine drinker, even of the box variety. Uh, but I do remember I'd been hanging out with them and like they were like went to California all the time, Napa, you know, wine snobs. They were in like a wine club. They really loved it. And then like I remember I dated her. You know how I used to do like we would date for nine months and then I wouldn't see her for three years and then we would I'd start dating her again. Well, by the time I started dating her again, they were still drinking wine. But I noticed that like they had shifted from like everything has to be fancy to they were exclusively drinking this twelve dollar bottle of wine. And I was at first like, oh, shit, did like somebody did lose something their go job? Wrong? Yeah, yeah right. but like that wasn't it at all. And the story that Blake told me was that. He had been bought into all that shit for years and that he was like at some sort of like wine tasting expo or something. And he had watched a sommelier get fucking pin and tailored by a son of a bitch. And it was with this bottle, like this bottle of, it was called Bogle. And he drank it and he was like, oh yes, this is the clear, like this is the blah, 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 blah. And they were like, yeah, that costs $12 and you can get it at any Kroger. And the guy was just like, you know, slunk back in his seat. And then Blake started- By Jove. (laughs) Yeah, by Jove. And then Blake started talking to some people about that and they're like, yeah, that's kind of a thing, like- it, it's not all bullshit. It's all just kind of bullshit. And then they started. He started talking to some people. They're like, "Yeah, actually, we uh, we have several twelve dollar bottles that we kind of at dinner." So do. he's out. like, "Well, I'll never do that shit again." So shout out Bogle. Yeah, shout, shout out, out Bogle. Sponsor. Sponsor. So, Sponsor. Yeah, holler at us. Bogle. Yeah, producer so Russ. I th- so I think. See, I feel I kind of feel like if you have an understanding of that, it makes what we were talking about earlier make a little more sense to me. Meaning, like, if you have that money. Spend it on a Thomas Jefferson bottle of wine, put it up, it appreciates in value, that's an investment. Then drink Bogle. And drink Bogle, because it's $12, but and you understand that it costs the same amount. So Fair, like, fair, but considering this is n- not just common knowledge amongst, like, sommeliers and all these people, like, I know this. Right, most people so don't. So how, why, how does that persist? persist. How does that how persist does that, that like, it matters? Like, dude, right, we're, we're exactly. Li- we're living in the day now to where, like, we're watching Bitcoin dude, and Dogecoin and shit just be made up on the spot, and you know that shit's going to crash. It's but, literally just because they all kind of agree that, that it this does. This is the thing. Right. As it, long as they the all is, keep agreeing that it matters, then right. it will continue and to what, matter. I mean, what something's value is is what someone so else will pay for it. Will pay for right. it. Right. 
So, I mean, yeah, that's so, true, but, like, that's still just fucking bananas and, and doesn't, <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, again, I've I've been to the French Laundry in Napa Valley, and we did, like, a little wine tasting thing. And I'm not, I mean, like, I was like, yeah, this is, you know, this is good or whatever. But, like, I've had way better nights with a box of wine yeah, and a I know. I've bag been of there. ice. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? So, like, I we just we just have different things we're trying to do when we drink wine, I guess. But, I mean, these people do get fucked up, though, right? Yeah, so a little fun fact about wine for you. Do you know, I mean, people think <laughs> the reason we clink wine glasses together? Hold on. I actually do think I know this. Uh, wait, no, I don't. I thought I did, but maybe I don't. Ostensibly, probably not. We think true. It, oh, it's a cheers thing. Ostensibly, probably not. Oh, true wait, hold on. Can I guess? Can I make a guess? Yeah. Can I make a guess? Yeah. It's now. This is way out there, and I may be wrong, but it's if you know that this bitch actually has some fine wine glasses, that it makes like a a nice tinky sound. Uh, no, but that's not. That's not well. It's kind of... And by the way, when I said bitch, I didn't mean woman. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I shouldn't have been, yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. This, this Duchess. Bitch, duchess. Yeah, this Duchess, like... This Duchess hair. Because, like, you know, like, fancy wine glasses do make a different tink than, like, your regular... So, according to the internet, based on what some people Which think, is accurate. We clink wine glasses because it was supposed to be a way to ensure that you weren't being poisoned, which I'm... Oh, because a little would go over into the... You clank the things together, which means it they would some of yours would go into theirs, which means it was safe to drink it because everybody was just poisoning everybody back in the day. Dude, that's so true that they really were, especially in like high society. Like everybody was just like they just stayed getting poisoned, right? Yeah, because there was no like, especially back yeah. then, like some was, princess birthday, you might get poisoned, poisoned right? And yeah. there was no like, dude, investigating stuff back then. Get no, the fuck hell out of here. no. There wasn't like DNA. There wasn't like it was just. You went in and somebody was like, we think someone got poisoned. They're like, yep. And they go, was it you? Nope. Mm. All right. Yeah. And that was pretty much it, right? Yes, absolutely. But it's it's one like, again, dude, wine hits for me too, but out of a box poured over ice. Uh, but it's kind of just, it's definitely very fancy. It's almost, it's kind of inherently pretentious. Because another thing that studies have found about wine is that the music that one listens to yeah. when they drink wine is determinative, determinative of how they will rate said wine yeah. afterwards. So you can give somebody the same exact wine, glass of wine and play them two chains yeah. or whatever. And we're talking about fancy rich people, so two chains don't hit for them. And same glass of wine, but you play Mozart, and they will say that the Mozart wine was, you know... Reminiscent of Victorian butterflies. It's wings so funny and whatever because else. like it just pussy is the opposite. You know what I mean? Play like, two chains. Like, yeah, if yeah. I'm getting some pussy and I hear them apple bottom jeans, yeah. I'm like, get oh, up in oh, it. This is what's shit. up. But if somebody was sucking my dick to Mozart, I'd be like, can we like <laughs> can we fucking wrap this shit up? Like this ain't doing it. For Absolutely, me. wine yeah. is the opposite of pussy in that way. <laughs> it is. Yeah, the yeah. inverse, and it appreciates in value. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. The inverse quality of yeah. wine versus pussy. for sure. You should do a uh, like academic 
thesis on that. Wine versus some, pussy. Yeah, yeah, right. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah, the in, inverse relation of wine versus pussy where still music is concerned. A pretty big section on Thomas Jefferson, if I had to guess. Yeah, probably. He was about that life. He was uh, about that life, too. <laughs> so I said it was inherently pretentious, <laughs> and it kind of is. And I want to, we we're talking about how the uh, people that, fuck with wine, they're just kind of making it all up. And they yeah. are. So I want to read you some wine reviews. Yeah, please. Because, again, people kind of do know that this is the way it is. But having just talked about how much bullshit it all is and then listening to these wine reviews really just outlines just settles it. how baldly absurd Yeah. All of this shit is. So, all right. Here's a couple wine reviews for you. Um, well, my f- all right. This, Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <buddy. laughs> this texturally silken, supremely elegant effort transparently and kaleidoscopically. Could be about pussy. Combines. Moss, mm. wet stone, Jesus. gentian, bud leah. What are any of these? Don't know. Okay, you don't know? No. Because cor- you know more words than any person I know. Coriander. I know that one. Pepper. Piquant yet rich nut oils. Also, fuck that for a drink. And a saline clam broth what saver. Get the fuck out that milks the salivary glands. Dude, that person should be crucified. But. Hung. They're not done. But besides this impressive array of non-fruity components, white peach and lemon deliver abundant primary juiciness and an animating tang, rendering the finish as invigorating and refreshing as it is vibrant, mouth-watering, and dynamically complex. I believe there was heroin in that wine. Like, something... Ha- like, who the fuck would... Who in the fuck could read that and not know that they made all of that and up? I, How could you read that and not understand also, that this is complete, total bullshit? I also can't decide if, like, the person that was writing that is someone who genuinely... 100% is so far up their own ass that they actually believe that they ascertain they probably all that from do. Line. They probably do, because I feel like if you're that person in that world living that life, you kind of have to convince okay. yourself of that, But I, I think. Did, but surely to God, there has to be at least a couple of them dudes that are like, dude, I literally can just write anything, and they eventually have to get more creative than the last thing they did. And if they have like little side bets with each other... That is just kind of like, like, okay, The Rock and Stone Cold, right? The Here we Rock, go. Yeah. <laughs> well, this, I mean, this is the show. The Rock and Stone Cold, uh, they had a famous trilogy, WrestleMania 17, 19, and, and 21 or whatever. And, like, if you ever go back and look at how The Rock took the Stone Cold Stunner, the man took the Stone Cold Stunner better than anyone, which means that he sold. And right. in wrestling, selling is literally... Everything. It's everything. Selling is life. And sometimes, yes, you can go, that's an oversell, but an oversell is always better than an undersell. undersell yeah. Especially of if course. the person you're wrestling is supposed to be the most badass motherfucker on earth. You oversell to give the audience like, oh, wow, damn. Like, that's how, that's how that affected The Rock. So... 
But in The Rock, I, I used to, when I was a kid, I used to love it. He would get the Stone Cold Stunner and, like, he would literally hit the ground, pause, and, like, gyrate yeah, yeah, himself yeah. up and flip and right. do all this shit. Yep, and yep. when you look back now, it's I like, remember. Yeah, and, it, and it hit real hard. Real hard. It hit real hard. Real hard yeah. But you go back and look at it now, you're like, Jesus Christ. But him and Stone Cold, like, if you go back and read interviews, they actually, like, that was a running gag for them. Like, The Rock was doing that in the ring to hit for Stone Cold. Yeah. Like, he would be like, oh, you think I took it hard last time? You wait for this. And there's every now and then you can see Stone Cold actually, like, look and be like, Jesus Christ, like, yeah. that was a bit much. My point is, do you think that these dudes, like, in the wine review world have that with each other? We're like, you ain't going to believe what the fuck I just said, Terry. Honestly, I would like to think that, but, they but just, no. Right. I think it's just hard for me to believe that they don't mean all of that. Right. Well, again, I think that it's sort of like Tom Cruise thinking that he's a level three operating Thetan in but the Scientology world really where it's like that? I have telekinesis. I'm saying I think like deep down in the back of Tom Cruise's mind, he has to know I'm not a I superpower. I'm not a superpower powered alien. But I think that up front, Tom Cruise is like, I'm a superpowered alien and I can do all that. Right. And I think that's how these wine motherfuckers be. Right. You know, it's like deep down they have to know it's all bullshit. But I don't think, I think that they convince themselves that that right that it's all real. That, so in a, their mind, they're like, it has to be this. If it's not this, then what are we even here for? Yes. I'm going to read you a couple more and then we're going to get into history with Professor Cho. So here's the next one. Tightly focused with a beam of Linzer mm, Tort. Yes. Bitter cherry. Tort, T O R T. Yes. Okay. Linzer Tort, bitter cherry, plum sauce, and fig fruit laced with licorice snap. Can I, can I stop you there? Sure. If I'm reading both of these reviews back to back, I'm already going with this one. Sure. Because at least he's mentioned a bunch of fruit. Let me name you the next thing he says. Jesus. With licorice snap. Singed iron. God damn it. There it is. There it is. And roasted bay leaf. The long finish has lots of roasted fig, tar. God damn. And spice That's... notes for extra base. But the acidity is there as well. All right. Moving into the third review. A nose mingling gentian. Gentian shows up again. Very popular. In but do the you know what that means? No fucking clue what gentian Pro is. Hey, producer Russ, will you look up what gentian means, please? Because I need to know it's that. It's the word gent, like in gentleman. I-A-N. Gent-E-N. A nose mingling gentian elderflower, seaweed, mussels, salt spray, and chicken stock. God, what are we doing? Oyster shooters? Again, Get the fuck out of here. Yes. Sage, fennel, peach kernel, lemon, alkali, and wet stone. That's a battery. All chime in on the silken, buoyant, mouth-wateringly saline finish of the polished and prodigious length of this vintage. I just have to assume. Yes, where is all this fucking clam chowder talk? I, I know from? for why all this like salt spray shit. Also, who wants fucking oyster piss taste <laughs> in their goddamn wine? I don't understand how that is even supposed to be dude, good. And again, like I've had good wine. Like I've had good wine. Yeah, I honestly don't know that I have. I have, but. but I have. Yeah, you've been in the French Laundry. I've been in the French Laundry, and I've been around some, you know, high-flitting people. At, but I've never once taken a sip of wine and thought, hmm, briny. Is that an alkali brine? Yeah. yeah. 
that a salty clam yeah. jizz mm. spray I'm getting was there? This, the yeah, was this soaked in a bath of sodium? Okay, so apparently gentian is a flower. Okay, okay. well, that actually kind of makes sense. It does make sense, but also... Like, but also, get it the has, fuck out of here. But you, what, like, you just knew about this flower. Right, that's what I was like, saying. You just like, were like, what's the flower that most people don't know exactly. about? Exactly. That's it. That's exactly they what I was They could have said orchid. Exactly. They could have said fucking any other thing. That's exactly what I was about to say. It had to be a flower that nobody else the fuck knows and, about. And again, like, Had to obviously, be a fucking fancy-ass, pretentious flower. Yes, and obviously, like, we're fucking trash, but, like, you, again, as I said, know more words than any son of a bitch. I know you're not a botanist, but, like, right, you, I, say, I don't know more flowers. I, well, I don't you know, know what? I used to work at a flower shop. Okay, matter of fact, there you go. I used to literally work at a goddamn flower shop, one of the fanciest flower shops in all of goddamn Chattanooga. I ain't ever heard about See, that shit at that's all. That's what I'm saying. It can't, it can't just... Okay, Floral notes. Yeah, that's I hear how, you. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, that's no, fine. That's too broad. But but that's yes, too that's too broad. These fucking pieces. But you've got to pick a specific flower that no, no one, one has ever heard of. Yeah, and you go with gentian, and then mix that with clam spray. Yeah, or whatever, yeah. and singed iron, iron. and also like, alkaline. You are just making this shit up. That's why I think I genuinely think that like I have to believe that some of these people are just, like, failed writers who, like, that's how they tried to write stories, and people were like, mm, and they were like, well, you know what? You know who loves pretentious up-their-ass shit? I can go make a fucking quick buck doing this. Like, there ha I, I know that probably most of them aren't this way, but, like, there has to be at least one dude who, like, has dinner with his wife every night and is just like, you ain't gonna believe what I described this fucking wine as. Yeah, again, I, like... I want to give them the credit of saying that. I'm going to try to. And also, I hope that to. you are right. I'm, like, I would I'm like to imagine. And I'd love to meet that guy, right, for the record. Yes, that dude would be fun to It'd hang be awesome. out with. Yeah. If he was very open and upfront about, you'll never believe the fucking bullshit I sold these wine snobs on. Right. That would hit for me. But I don't think most of them are like that. Because, like, they're I in think that, that world to begin they're with. They're in that what You've got to be serious. That's one of those things that's like, as all comics, we have problems with things that take themselves too seriously. Right. And nothing takes itself more seriously, I don't think, right. than the fucking wine world. No, you I know, agree. Which, that's how these guys make their bones, which is, you know, what the recent vintage is flavored with. <laughs> right. Vintner's bones. Yeah, this is, yeah, nice, yeah. beaver bones. Yes. And just like, A hint of Vintner's bones and like beaver the, glands. Yeah, it tastes like the flakes off the skull of a possum. Like, I don't, I just, what the fuck ever, man. But yeah, but listen, let's put a cork in the wine talk. Look at you. I know, I know. Yeah, I'm not going to be able to keep that up. But let's put a cork in the wine talk and move on to history with Professor Cho. Yeah, what do you say? I'm, right after this, we will be back with uh, a brief overview of Giacomo Casanova. Casanova. Giacomo right. Finale. Hold on there, y'all. Listen, we interrupt this hilarious podcast to talk to you about something truly funny. The untimely death of one of you poor bastards out there. Oh, uh, yeah, seriously. Someone listening to this nonsense right now could be dying, literally, as you hear the sound of my voice. And we see y'all out at the shows. Based on how some of you are looking, it might not just be one of you about to kick over. N now, the real question is, do you have life insurance? Do you have anything set up if something were to happen to you tomorrow? If not, go to GoliathLife.com and get that shit taken care of. We're having a good time with y'all, but life insurance is uh, is important. Think about this recent situation. A man, 54, wife and kids, paying less than $170 a month for a select standard policy. 
Sadly, this man passed from COVID, but fortunately for his family, that small monthly payment turned into a half a million dollars, $500,000 death benefit paid out in full. Goliathlife.com has made buying life insurance ridiculously easy. You basically do the whole thing without any of the silly conversations. It's all online, and you choose your terms and payments that fit your budget. And if you do end up going through and getting the medical exam, they'll come to you at your house or even your sorry-ass job you've got (laughs) if you're not too embarrassed about it. Goliathlife.com makes buying life insurance simple. Get multiple quick quotes right now from the comfort of your own home or trailer park and begin your application in a few easy clicks right now at Goliathlife.com. With Conrad.com can help you get to the house you want and the monthly payment you want. It's that simple. Buywithconrad.com makes it fast and easy, and we can do it for you too. You don't need perfect credit to do this, and you may not even need a down payment, but you need to buy a house. Imagine if you'd done this two years ago. You might already have a ton of equity. Wealthy people, successful people, smart people don't rent. Do the smart thing. Buy a house. And the first step well, let's to go to buywithconrad.com. Buywithconrad.com is going to do more than just get you pre-approved like everybody else trying to buy a house right now. You see, in this competitive market, you need an edge to have the winning bid on your next house. And buywithconrad.com can get you completely underwritten before you write an offer. That allows you to negotiate like a cash buyer because you can close faster. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. Seriously, get the house you want and the payment you want right now at buywithconrad.com. All right, so let's get into a history with Professor Cho on the subject of Giacomo Casanova. As always, I like to tell you what little I already know about the subject at hand. With Casanova, uh, he portours. I, like I, he was the Leonardo DiCaprio of his time. Yeah, I guess yeah. that's pretty much. Well, that's it. I'm done. That's all I know about Giacomo Casanova. I mean, the name Casanova is one of those, again, we talked about earlier, it was like, I didn't even know he had a fucking first name. Like, that name right. is just synonymous with being, like, if it, no matter where you're from, what country, what state, what class, or whatever, if you know someone and they pull a lot of leg, they're a Casanova. Like, that's just the thing. Like, mm. you know, I, I, I remember when I was in middle school, a lot of the moms called me a Casanova because, like, I always had yeah. a lot of yeah, a lot of chicks. You know I what did, I mean? Yeah, uh, didn't you did pretty well. I did. It didn't play out. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I ended up turning more into uh, uh, what someone who didn't hit. Uh, uh, fuck, I don't know some YouTuber that we don't know the name of. Yeah, right probably. Now. I ended well. Like, I've I've almost kind of worked myself into like Henry the Eighth stank leg fucking, you know gouted out fat piece of shit that yeah no one can a note for an extra or for a future potential subject for history professor cho dom juan because i don't know shit about i, I don't either I, all i know is he also parked tours and that dom, yeah he's a, a real don a dom juan yeah. is also synonymous with casanova and i don't know fucking anything and about that would you think that like the reason we don't know more about him is because he's he was, less white as best say yes he's, he's a brown yes Whore porker, yes, yeah. brown whore. But the name don't, and yeah. the, the name Casanova super does hit, but like Don Juan, like yeah, 
Yeah, like that's that's what's up. Well, I like you pretty much only exclusively knew that like Casanova was synonymous with like he got a lot of girls. And by the way, uh, Professor Cho, we've upgraded on this episode. I have my my fancy fancy scroll here in front of me with some notes that I've taken about Giacomo Girolamo Casanova, who was born in Venice on April second, seventeen twenty five, to an actress. All right, and I don't know if you did you know this about back then that uh, actresses didn't hit. They were literally considered the exact same thing as whores. I don't know that I knew that, but that doesn't surprise me. Because, because it's almost not then, changed well, a little bit. Well, right, but back then they didn't have uh, AMC theaters to put their shit in. Right, you know what I mean? Right, like the, yeah, you, you couldn't be like you. Couldn't you be, were a traveling. You couldn't be a blockbuster megastar as an actor or actress back then. Right. So it makes sense to me that they were looked down upon. Right. Well, Casanova was the. Son of a whore yeah. or actress. And again, that was not like he, this is a guy, this is another thing that actually kind of surprises me because when I heard of Casanova, like just that name, I genuinely assumed that he was like born, he was a duke or like he was I, born into royalty or something 100%, like that. 100%. I would have bet $500 or more that yeah. Casanova was a prince or no. son of a royal or whatever. No, not the case at all. So he's born uh, of an actress in the olden times, and again, she was considered a whore. So during these times, her mom, his mom's having to travel a lot uh, with a father who left him, and so he gets uh, picked up by his grandmother, and she's just like, look, I'll take the boy. You know, it was one of those situations. He was, uh, I remember he was inflicted That's with, a pretty Southern situation. It's a very, it's a very it's pretty Southern redneck situation. Yeah, your mom's situation. a whore, bring him over here. To mammals. Yeah. Mammal will raise the baby because the mama is a whore. Yeah, right, that, right, yeah. right, 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 right. Very, very uh, popular situation with our people. Yeah, except for I think, <laughs> I, I'm not certain that like she was like, because a lot of times with our people, the mom is like, cool, good, take yes, them. I didn't want that baby. Yeah, right, yeah. I don't think I'm trying was, to do all these pills. Yeah, I don't think that was really the case with Casanova's mom, but I do think it was like a finally understanding. Was like, look, I have to, like you said, there was no theater, like AMC theaters, like in order to make her money as an actress, she had to travel and do all that stuff. So Casanova had to go to the grandmother. Uh, Casanova was also very stricken with nosebleeds like he was uh like when he was a kid like they just he just literally wouldn't stop bleeding from the nose like every day all day he would just be bleeding and so you know they had to go uh, see somebody about that but like who did you see back who, then who did you see back then? oh yeah he's got ghosts in his nose yeah well, that boy's got ghost nose well it was the person i that, recommend the lord <laughs> the, well it was kind of some the, salt it was kind of the opposite. Uh, the person that they went to see was a witch. <laughs> they went. To see they went the other way. The, the complete. All right. The, well, clearly you got witch nose. Yeah. So the best way to go about that would be to go see a witch. Yeah. And get this fixed. So yeah. yeah, they went the complete opposite way. Which started Casanova off on a lifelong fascination with the occult, because like, and I don't, I couldn't find in my research that like. They did something other than like threw a bunch of 
fucking chimney soot up there and yeah. it like stopped it and so he yeah. was like oh the satan hell satan but like he probably just grew out of it or something right i used like to have, you would do i had like, a lot of nose out of it a but there was a witch around yes. when that happens so yeah he was like witches are it yes because you know? i too used to have a lot like i'll every now and then because i have really really bad allergies and it gets dry in there i'll have a nosebleed from time to time but like when i was a kid it was insane and, but eventually, like, I just, I, I I don't know how kids just stop having nosebleeds, but I did. But, yeah, because there was a witch around. Right. Well, kids just, they're just, shit just changes. He was picking at his nose kid. all the time, and right. he had a cuticle it, and shit like that. Also, you just, you grow <laughs> out of shit. Right. You know? Well, so he has all these nosebleeds. He's with his grandmother. They send him to boarding school. So, you know, I, I, I don't have any, exp- like, I can't. Like I've thought about it all the time about like all these fucking kids that go to boarding school and like you know as a as a southern man like I pretty much didn't leave my hometown. I mean, I left when I was a teenager. I went to Chicago and did Second City or whatever. But like that, I remember that was a huge fucking deal. Massive deal. It was a massive deal. And like again, I didn't. I didn't even grow up like poverty stricken. But like going to a big city. Going it, anywhere it was, for anything, dude. There being like, big trains and stuff. Right. Like, it was fucking bananas so like these kids that like at eight years old they just get sent from their little tiny hometown to like some different city to go to boarding school like that's very insane well with casanova the main thing that happened for him when he went to boarding school was it was the first time when he was 11 years old that he was uh jacked off by a lady yeah yeah (laughs) yeah this lady just jack i guess he just like you know some people got it you know what I mean? And yeah. Casanova was one of them people that just had it. So he gets jacked off when he's 11 uh, and fresh off of getting jacked off by a lady. He uh, entered the... He's like, this is it. This was up. Uh, he immediately... I know what I'm going pro in. 12. It's like Steph Curry hitting his first three. Yeah, like that just felt right. <laughs> just that felt tuning fork just went off this in his loins. Yeah. <laughs> At 12, fresh off getting jacked off by a lady, he entered the University of Padua and graduated with a law degree at 17, which I have to assume... Okay, was that a thing that was relatively normal back then? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like lawyers back then were kind of like doctors. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It was like, oh, you know, your honor, let the record show that there were ghosts in the estate. I mean, I kind of... It was always just always ghosts everywhere, is what I'm saying. So could you be... 17 and be a lawyer and people were like yeah okay that i mean happen. i have to believe or was that insane no i don't i mean it seems insane reading it back now like we had right. a, when i was in middle school i remember we had a girl that went to like she left sixth grade to go to college because she was super fucking smart you know but like one now granted like i'm from fucking a civil war town so it would have just been one but like yeah. i don't i don't know like because also i look back at like a <laughs> she t- knows trigonometry <laughs> get her out of here, her ass out of here. <laughs> send her to cornell she knows <laughs> she knows about fucking advanced triangles dude matter of fact that with where we're from they could have been like she seems to really be enjoying any of this yeah, get right. her the fuck out of here right. yeah yeah but like but also back then it feels to me that like they were just kind of making up the law as it went. You know Absolutely. what I mean? So, like, why wouldn't a fucking... And you got to also figure, like, people didn't live that long back right. then. So, like, 17 being a lawyer is like, yeah. good. You want a young strapping man on your side and stuff right. like that. Yeah. 17-year-olds had fucking 
farms and seven children and right. shit by then. So yeah, being a lawyer, not that big of a deal. No, why not? So he also studied moral philosophy, chemistry, and mathematics. And he was very, in- it's funny that you just brought up, like, is this like being a doctor? He was also very interested in medicine. And this is one of my favorite quotes because he once said, I should have been allowed to do as I wished and become a physician, in which profession quackery is even more effective than it is in legal practice, which means he would have 100% been a goddamn anti-vaxxer now or some shit like that. But like, or back then, like the medicine at also was just being completely made up all the time. Well, of course it was. Right. That's what I'm saying. So like, like, so he... So even back then, he couldn't be a doctor, but he could be a lawyer yeah. or whatever. Do you yes. know what I mean? Yes. And again, think about what doctors back then right. thought, thought about <laughs> right. everything. Right. So, yeah, 17-year-old lawyer is fine. And he's just like, yeah, I should be able to do that, too. Yeah. Uh, here, But here's the thing, though. He actually did get some form of, like, medical license like i don't know if he was actually allowed to like cut people open and shit but he did get some form of medical license and if you had to guess casanova who i gotta say show tendencies for sure what do you think the first thing he did with his medical license was something with the pussy he used it to prescribe medicine to himself and his friends. Oh, there you go. So, yeah, 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 he was just getting real fucked up. I didn't even know they prescribed medicine. I didn't either. Back then. I thought you'd just be I like, I thought you'd I go hurt. down to the apothecary uh, right. and get some fucking heroin and yeah. a hollowed out turnip bulb or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> fucking give it to your baby every night. And that's just how drugs worked. Right. And that's, I mean, I think that if they're giving him any type of medical license to do anything, that's kind of the same thing. Like, he didn't go to medical college. Right. Like, basically, from what I'm researching and reading, he just kind of went to the medical board and was like, look, I hit as a doctor or as a lawyer. I'd probably hit as a doctor. Yeah. So just let me, like, do some of this. Like, let me cut the middleman out, and I should be able to get laudanum from me and all my friends so that, like, my, you know— Dick can be numb, and I can go a little bit longer on these yes. hoes that I'm porking. And they were just like, indeed. Of, co- of course. Yeah. So, but around this time, as a 17-year-old, uh, I assume with a opiate addiction or whatever, yeah. uh, the next rational thing would be that he got super into gambling. And this was one thing that, uh, well, I mean, you know, you can't just be good at that. That's not a thing that you can just be good at, even though he's been good at everything else. He gets into, like, pretty, pretty fucking rough gambling debt, which is when he starts doing this thing that I find the most interesting about Casanova, and I don't think that a lot of people know this. Like, you might think that when I'm sitting here going, like, oh, the guy was a lawyer, got a medical license. Like, that's how he made his money. That's how he was able to... Do stuff. He pissed away literally every single bit of his earnings. Do you know how this man literally skated through the pretty much entire rest of his life? The ponies? What? No. He was just such a smooth dude. Like, clearly with the women. That's why we say, oh, you're a Casanova. But, like, he just kind of... I don't know really who to describe him to... 
amongst us. But okay, let's just hypothetically say our buddy Travis Irvine. I'm yeah. not saying that Travis Irvine is a Casanova with the women. I don't know that about Travis. But you know how Travis is just like fucking awesome to hang around? He's just a smooth dude. He's yeah. just a smooth dude who yeah. like you really, really, really super enjoy his company. Right. Now, me and you ain't rich enough to do this, but like there were people back then that were so goddamn rich that if they really, really enjoyed someone's company, they wanted them to be around 24-7, 365. And in order for someone to be at your beck and call 24 hours, 365, obviously they can't work or have a job or do anything like that. I've mentioned before in another podcast, like kind of like how Kato Kalen just lived in the back at OJ's house and he just kind of put him up because they just kind of got on. That's literally what like Casanova did. Like he had what now we talk about Patreon, sign up. We he had what was called patrons who would literally just pay this motherfucker a to hit, hit a hit stipend. Yeah, like literally just a hit. They so, were just like we like this. We we like what this guy's about. Yeah, we, we like, like what, what this guy's and doing. we don't want him to leave. And he would just be like, well, I've got to go sell some pills to a person or like help a beggar not be put in the stocks as a lawyer, and they were just like, yeah, no, don't worry about that. Like, yeah, just we, whatever. We got just you. Just keep hitting, baby. Yeah, just keep hitting. Yeah. Just keep hitting. And then... Here's some more doubloons. And I would like to uh, posit this question to you. He would have to go from patron to patron because he would end up pissing some of these old rich men off. Could you guess why? He kept fucking their daughters and stuff. And their wives, yeah. <laughs> and sometimes their grandmamas. Like, he literally, he literally couldn't stop fucking. fucking like, yeah. Again, like you said with Steph yeah. Curry. Like, fucking their stable boys. He got just whatever you got. He got jacked off at 11, and he was just like. He, he was, was in it. It was like that scene in Space Jam when Michael Jordan was, like, playing with his dad. And, like, it's just like, this is, this is my whole life. This yeah. is the only thing that I know how to do. Uh, after all this. Uh, he kind of fails as a lawyer. He kind of uh, gets in more gambling debt. And uh, he did the only thing that anyone would do. He got into the seminary. Yeah. <laughs> so he became like a preacher, you know. Yeah. So so from one, uh, as he called the medical field, what was he going to say, duck quackery? He called it quackery. Quackery, yeah. Yeah, he's, he said that about the medical field. He said that about being a lawyer. The most goddamn quack profession that has ever lived is uh, the seminary. While he was in the seminary, he got a job as a scribe for Cardinal Aquaviva, which <laughs> sounds like a... Well, their shampoo. Yeah, that's what yeah, I say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he met the Pope, and the first thing he did was ask the Pope if he could... Re- you got any daughters? <laughs> where's, Are you alive? Where's, where's the Holy Grandmother at? <laughs> right. How's her butthole doing? The first thing he asked the Pope was if he could... He asked him if he could read all the forbidden books. And, like, yeah. they're forbidden. So all like, the ones no, with pussies in them. And right. Stuff. And yeah. So they're forbidden. So, like, no, he can't. But, like, he got the Pope. He hit for the Pope so hard that, like, the Pope allowed him to read all of, like, the forbidden books and stuff like that. So he's reading, like, the I guess the 12 chapters of the Bible. We're, we're, they were talking about Mary Magdalene being a whore and all that good shit. At age 21, by the way, he's just now 21. During yeah, it. He's like, this right. man. So crazy. This, dude, that really, but that that legit is insane. Like, yeah, dude. Like, like you, you, first off, getting jacked off at 11 is insane to me. But then you become a professional lawyer, a have a medical license, 
you get into the seminary, you trick the Pope into letting you read fucking all these old books, and also then you turn 21. I'm saying, dude, this guy was the Steph Curry of whore-banging in antiquity. He was. Like, he was that guy. But it also lets you know just Just a just a generational talent. Just some people got it. Some people got it. It just also lets you know, like, how just dumb the Pope and all the lawyers and all them motherfuckers so were that they were just like, let him in, you yeah. know, can he play? Yeah. Can he play? And he could play. Oh, dude, he absolutely could. At eight, But then at age 21, after all this, he just decides, you know what? I need to go back to the thing that even though I failed at it a lot is my true love. And he decided to become a professional gambler. Yeah. Nothing can go wrong there. Well, again, why wouldn't he? Well, he lost all his money. Yeah. He lost all his money, and then after that, he became the house violinist at the Sam Samuel Theater, at which he said, a menial journeyman of a sublime art in which if he who excels is admired, the mediocrity is rightly despised. My profession was not a noble one, but I did not care. Calling everything prejudice, I soon acquired all the habits of my degraded fellow musicians. Which meant he continued to pour cores. Yeah. But again, we're looking at a guy who, lawyer, doctor, seminary, and now he's like, I guess I'll just go be the house violinist. Yeah. I mean, a true renaissance, man. Like, I'm saying all this, and it's like, no fucking wonder he got a bunch of pussy. Yeah, right. Like, I would fuck this dude. He hit at everything. Like, he literally yeah. hit at everything. He also then saved the life of a Venetian patrician who had a stroke while riding with Casanova on a goddamn gondola. And I'm sure that got out to the press. Like, also, he's a fucking hero. Well, I know we're painting a picture of Casanova to where he's this great guy, but at age 30, so a couple years have passed, he was finally arrested on the grounds of being an affront to religion and common decency. Which they goes, just now picked up on all They that. were just now like, I think this guy's just fucking everything, yeah. right? <laughs> so he was sentenced to five years. He goes to prison for a while. He ends up becoming, uh, uh, he, he, three days before, oh, he, oh my God, I totally forgot about this. He goes to prison. What do you think happened next? He fucked the jailer he and his mama. He just straight up escaped. Okay. He just straight up escaped. With his dick? Yeah. Like, through the power of his dick? I, I, like, all I know is that he, okay, hold on just a second. He, on a prison yard walk, he found a piece of iron and black marble stone that he smuggled back to his room. He sharpened it and began digging a hole in the floor, and three days later, he was the fuck out. All right? Also, like, I know that back then, obviously, it seems like it would be easier to escape from prison than it would be to escape from prison now. But, like, anytime I ever hear of anyone who escaped from prison, I'm just like, dude, you really fucking did some shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, again, to recap, lawyer... Doctor, uh, house violinist, clergyman, escape from prison, and then after he gets out of prison, of course he can't stay where he was in Italy. He has to go to Paris where this motherfucker, do you know what he did when he went to Paris, Trey? Fuck some ducks? No, he invented the lottery. Oh, well, I, <laughs> he, invented, <yeah. laughs> he invented the goddamn lottery while in Paris. He continued to, he sort of got his life back together, started porking a lot of Parisian whores, which like they were a lot more down. Those are some of the better whores. The better I've whores heard. to pork. Yeah, they were yeah. like super down with that. 
Uh, he, li- he literally became a trustee and like invented what we now know is kind of the lottery, and that's how he was able to make a little bit of money. He ends up, uh, I think he went back to prison like one more time for some bullshit, escaped again, everything was fine. Kept pork and whores, convinced a lot more people to be, be patrons of his, and then in his later years... Uh, he ended up working in his 70s, by the way, which like not a lot of people lived to their 70s back then, especially people who like were having to live Hard the kind of, all day. They kind of have to live the lifestyle yeah. that Casanova. They didn't know what syphilis was yet. So he ends up uh, working as the like headmaster at this super rich motherfucker's library. Uh, fucked his daughter, even though he was 70. And that is where he wrote the... Memoirs of Giacomo Casanova, which I read to do the mm-hmm. research, the poorly research on this show. And uh, there you go, man. I mean, I'm sure that I missed a lot of stuff, and I'm sure that I said a lot of stuff that wasn't true. But, like, he's but, not just – he's not – it wasn't like he just looked like Paul Newman and just ran around right. pork and horse. Like, he just kind of had Dude, it. Like, I some, only thought – my truck driving Papaw pork horse. No. You know what I mean? No. no. Son. No. He couldn't see this man in a dream. No, d- he damn sure couldn't. And I don't know anything about the descendants of Casanova. Like, I assume, of course, he has to have a shit ton of kids that he definitely did not take care of. No, how could he? Well, he was always There's bouncing around. 35 of them. Right, exactly. But, like, yeah. this dude, like, again, like, you always know, like, oh, that guy's a Casanova. He's good with women. But, like, again, it was just, like, so much more than that. Like, he wasn't just good with women. Like, this dude was just... I mean, when, I, when I'm when i reading all this, the thing that I'm thinking of is that uh, DiCaprio movie, uh, the Scorsese... Wolf of Wall Street? No, the other one uh, with him and Christopher Walken, uh, where he's a con artist. That's uh, not Scorsese. It's not Scorsese? Uh, catch me if you can. Catch me if you can. That's, yeah, you're right. It's that's not fucking Steven Spielberg. It's Spiel- it? You're right. You're right. Either way. Either way. That that's who like I'm kind of picturing. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that guy's good with women. Frank Abernathy. Frank Abernathy, who Abernail. ended up working for the Abernail. still still to this day works for the yeah, FBI. Yeah. But like you go like, there's so much more to the story than like he was good with women. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, the guy was good with everything. If right. he'd have been gay, he'd have been good with dudes. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that just would have been. Still was good with dudes. I would. Ha- I, I did. I, there wasn't. He enough. charmed a few dicks out of a few there, baskets. There, you know what wasn't, there wasn't enough in there to go on, and I, obviously I didn't want to just like assume anything about history, but like. I would say hey, that like, some it was definitely one of them situations where 100%. like a, a butthole's a butthole 100%, 100%, after a point. 100%. You know what I mean? He if anybody in history has fucked some butts, yeah, Giacomo Casanova, Casanova. has fucked some butts <laughs> for sure. And if you take nothing else with you from this episode of putting on airs, take that with you. But yeah, and I hope that everybody really enjoyed Professor Cho this week. I tried to do my research and uh, I tried to be uh, completely reliable and credible, and I hope that I was. And if not, send us an email. That's right. Let us know what we got wrong. We can't wait. That's it for this edition of Putting On Airs. We'll see y'all next time. Cheers. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Royalty and rednecks are alike. They both like cutting and picking fights. Biscuits and baked beans where they don't belong. Sit on down with Corey and Trey and learn some fancy shit. Today we'll laugh a little even when they're wrong. They'll take you to a magical place where if you call someone a cut, nobody cares. They keep it debonair at putting on airs. 
putting on airs, I'm putting on airs.